Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've established an audio medium where people are scared to talk. Let's all give Nick Saban three fingers. We apologize. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Sergey Bobamka. Ground beef. Mark Hockman. That's my top category on you porn. McRib dunking. So was Argentina close to Germany? <laughs> Meow. Channing Crowder. I set my house on fire at eight years old. That's why I got the butt foot. I know how to barbecue. I like my coals hot. You set yourself up as an idiot, you can be an idiot. Alejandro Solana. Hawk, when you mispronounce something... That is better than sex for me. Sports. If I say a duck and pull a truck, uh huh, hook them up. To what? To the truck. Shout out to Stringy. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Throw your hands up in the air if you're a true player. More sports. Man, you 40 years old, Jimmy. Put your meat on the table. Let them know. Where mama at? Boston, we're coming for that ass. The most sports. Who's bigger, Taylor Swift or Pusha T? The Huckman and Crowder extravaganza begins now. I like it, Jimmy. Jimmy chose a little song. Remind me that I just got back from New York. He went with Brooklyn. I'm glad you didn't go with uh, Jay-Z. You cannot go four feet in New York City without having one of those bicycle rickshaws blasting that... What's the what's the official name of that Jay Z song? Empire State of Mind. Empire State of Mind. Brilliant marketing move by him, because like uh, back in my day and uh, older people, Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. You'd 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 hear that wherever you went, New York City. You can't. I'm telling you, you can't go four feet in New York City without hearing that Jay Z song. Someone's blasting it somewhere to try to get you to, you know, take uh, uh, photographs in front of their place. But I'm back. Crowder is back with me today as well. Uh, He's running about 15 minutes late. He texted us about 20 minutes ago. I'm leaving the airport now. I'll be signed in by about 2.15. But I don't know if that meant he's leaving the airport here, like he landed here in South Florida, or if he's somewhere else. I have no idea. I've lost track of everyone. Here's Now, I'm not going to get into it all today because we do have a lot of stuff to cover. But Solana will be back tomorrow. Since we've all been gone, Solana has gotten engaged. I don't know if you've talked about that on the air or not, but 
he certainly made it public. So, Dan, you guys have uh, have mentioned it. Yes, Josh Appel was congratulating him on the air. I wasn't going to get into it because I figured, you know, that's your business, but Appel did. So, yeah. Yeah, well, he made it public on social media, and uh, we uh, I was aware, uh, several people were aware that he was going to ask Valentina to marry him when they went to Italy, and, uh, you know, as he uh, was leaving, I said, hey, buddy, I hope she says yes. He looked at me with that kind of, eh, hope she says no look on his face, <laughs> but she did say yes, and they are engaged, so we're very happy, but we'll get to that tomorrow when uh, Solana's back with us. I've, you know, kind of kept an eye on what's going on in the world of sports. We wanted to get away, you know, after the Super Bowl, during NBA All-Star break, before things start to ramp up a little bit. Obviously, I don't need to uh, tell you the Florida Panthers are monsters. And we will talk with Doug Plagans today. He's in Raleigh. And the uh, Panthers and the Hurricanes will play tonight. And that game will be here on this radio station Heat will start it back up tomorrow after the All-Star break. NBA gets underway tonight. Um, I think I've seen that Canes Hoops is still having some issues. We'll get headlines with Dan Day in a uh, in a minute here. And uh, Marlins, did you know that they have a spring training game on Saturday, Dan? One o'clock against the Cardinals. Yes, spring training on Saturday. It was funny, being up in New York, they have all the local newscasters, the sportscasters, in South Florida for spring training, or Port St. Lucie at least. So I'm watching like Channel 4 up in New York, and Adam Cooperstein, who used to host the show with Crowder here on 560, Adam Cooperstein is the anchor for CBS New York, or NBC New York, one of the two. I think it's CBS New York. And uh, he tosses it to Bruce Beck, who's live at spring training in Port St. Lucie. And then I'm in a taxi going from the airport from LaGuardia to the hotel, and I'm getting some sort of video welcome message from Sid Rosenberg, uh, WABC. So within like my first two hours in New York, I was bombarded with a 560 WQAM reunion with Sid Rosenberg in my taxi, Adam Cooperstein on my TV. Um, and then obviously I'm, I'm guessing... Leo Messi and Inter-Miami returning to action is kind of a big story. Uh, guessing Dono probably talked about that yesterday. And so we've got that. So here's what we have for today's show, the Welcome Back show. Not that we've been gone so long, but it feels like it for us. Uh, like I said, Crowder will join us when he gets signed in momentarily. Clay Ferrero is going to join us today. Safid Dean is going to join us today. And Doug Plagans is going to join us today. Now, Safid Dean has a very brand new job title, which is essentially Leo Messi reporter for USA Today. It reminds me a lot when uh, Mike Wallace was working for ESPN. You know, he works for the Grizzlies now and he comes on with us. But ESPN, when LeBron came down here, they didn't do like, a LeBron watch per se, they did the heat index and the heat index was essentially to follow LeBron and the big three. And that's pretty much what USA Today has done with Safid Dean, who covered the NFL and the Dolphins for a long time. And I'm sure that he still does some of it. But there was a story yesterday, Front Office Sports is this Twitter account that I love. And they tweeted yesterday, unique jobs in sports. And the unique job that they listed was Leo Messi reporter and a picture of Safed Dean. And 
Safadine, this is what I'm guessing he's going to join us in the three o'clock hour. What I'm guessing is similar to what we notice on our YouTube channel. If we're talking Leo Messi, our YouTube views go through the roof on those segments. Now we're talking, you know, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Dolphins. We get a good number of views. But when we're talking Leo Messi, the views are astronomical. I'm guessing USA Today noticed the same thing. You have Safed Dean writing about the NFL, and they get a good amount of clicks. You get Safed Dean writing about Leo Messi, the clicks are astronomical. So he is essentially assigned to that beat. And we will talk with him today about the uh, Inter-Miami debut last night for this season. Um, We also have this great contest rolling for you. It's a chance to meet and get an autograph and a picture with Jaime Jaquez Jr. at Hollywood Collectibles Sunday, March 3rd. So the code word today is HEAT. If you want a chance to win, text the word HEAT to 20357. That's 20357. And uh, you might just win the uh, the meet and greet and the photo with Jaime Jaquez Jr. If you can't wait to win, you can go to hollywoodcollectibles.com. You can purchase tickets there. You can get all the info there. It is a text contest. Message and data rates may apply. But the code word today is HEAT. And if you text it to 20357, you will be entered into the contest. Um, had a great time in New York. I'll talk with Crowder about it today when he joins us. But we saw four Broadway shows. Josh Appel had sent me a clip. He filled in for us on Monday and Tuesday. He had sent me a clip where he, uh, or it was Chris Whittingham he had on the air. Whittingham met us in New York. Whittingham uh, moved to Connecticut for a job with CBS Golasso. And so he took the train in for the weekend. And we saw a couple shows and had some meals with, uh, with Witty. But I heard Witty saying that he was very surprised that I enjoy musicals, that I'm more of a guy who would say, yeah, 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 you're singing, we get it, let's get to the, the storyline. I happen to love musicals, I happen to like Broadway musicals, so we went to, uh, my wife and I were thinking, well, where do we want to go? We enjoy going to Aruba and, you know, tropical destinations. We said, you know what, we haven't been anywhere cold in a very long time, and it was definitely cold. We haven't been anywhere cold in a very long time. And we haven't seen any Broadway shows in a long time. And obviously, there's plenty to eat and do in New York City. So we said, all right, well, let's go in February. And we saw um, Book of Mormon I'd never seen before. Back to the Future. We saw the MJ musical, which is a Michael Jackson-based musical. Uh, Joe Jackson, not a not portrayed very well uh, and probably shouldn't be. Um, we saw Back to the Future. They turned that into a big Broadway show, which was great. We saw a Tony Award winner called Kimberly Akimbo, which was top three musical I've ever seen in my life. It was one of the best, uh, best shows that I've ever seen. So we did that. We had a great time in New York. We did a ton of eating and uh, a ton of walking around and uh, saw an armed robbery at Gucci store. Uh, I didn't realize it was an armed robbery. I was the last guy left standing on the sidewalk as everyone scattered. I was trying to get my phone out to get video. This is so silly, but I thought it was a traditional smash and grab. So I didn't think that there were weapons involved. I just thought it was like I knew something was going on because everyone started bolting and a sidewalk with about 300 people on it cleared out to one person, me, in four seconds. 
I thought it was a smash and grab until I saw it on the news that night that it was an armed robbery and they had everyone lay down on the ground inside the Gucci store or whatever. And Lori's screaming for me on the other, you know, because she had ran around the corner. So I got a little taste of everything. Had some delicious matzo ball soup at Junior's. It was really, uh, it was really a, a fun five days, six days in uh, in New York. But very glad to be back. Glad to be back in the warmth. Feels kind of chilly here for South Florida standards. But walk around New York at midnight, you know, when it's uh, 20 degrees, and you remember just how cold that cold is. So everything went well while we were gone, Dan. Yeah, everything was smooth. It was nice. Nothing major. Nothing major happened, right? There were no uh, nope. no big giant stories, Jimmy? Nope. Except for Solana's engagement. Nothing yeah. big. That was a big one. Did you miss me, Jimmy? I missed you so much, Hawk. Yeah, I missed you too. I really I thought about you every day. I was thinking to myself, you know, instead of Whittingham in New York, it should have been Jimmy. Anyway, let's, uh, let's get some headlines here for the 2 o'clock hour. Dan Day has done a great job filling in for a week. Uh, Solana will be back tomorrow. Like I said, Crowder will be here momentarily. And we got a big, uh, big lineup of guests today on the show. I am toying with playing something regarding Solana and his girlfriend, now fiance. We may do that later in the show. If we have time, I don't know. But uh, we'll have some fun today up until six o'clock. And then uh, you'll get some Panthers hockey tonight starting at seven on this radio station. Let us begin, though, with headlines and Daniel Day. Man, how do you follow matzo ball soup, Broadway musicals, and armed robbery? Man. We really ran the gamut. We really ran the gamut. I have to tell you, it felt incredibly, it sounds so silly. We felt incredibly safe in New York City. We were walking around at all hours of the night. Had, I'm telling you, incredibly safe. The only dangerous thing we uh, incurred was this armed robbery at the Gucci store in uh, we had gone to Chelsea Market, which is right next door. And then they have a lot of high end shopping there. It's the meatpacking district, uh, the old meatpacking district in New York. And uh, it was like noon and it was President's Day. Like there were so many shoppers because kids were off of school. It's a very nice area. And uh, there happened to be this armed robbery. But uh, other than that, felt very safe. <laughs> and your first thought was to pull out your phone and videotape it. I have a, uh, you know how people have that fight or flight thing yeah, yeah. or a panic, like my wife will panic in any given situation. I have the opposite. I'm not a big panic guy, so I'll always be like the last guy standing around going, well, it can't be as bad as everyone's making it out. To. I don't know. I just have a weird default when it comes to that stuff, and uh, I it, it just, silly, didn't occur to me that there might be weapons involved. So I'm glad that I wasn't, I literally practically held the door for the guy because Lori said to me, there were three people. It was two, two guys and a girl. And uh, Lori had said to me, she's like, what, what did you know? And I'm like, well, one of them came out, had luggage. And I'm like, so that was a smart thing. He took some of the Gucci luggage and then put smaller items within mm. the luggage. But I was standing right there. Like I saw him leave with the luggage. <laughs> then that night we're watching the news. I see the guy with the luggage. They're looking for him. <laughs> Oh, man. These headlines are brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. Do you want the good news or the bad news first? Mm, give me good news. 
Inter-Miami started their MLS season with a bang, defeating Real Salt Lake 2-0 last night. Both Messi and Suarez had assists. The Herons, they are in Los Angeles to face the Galaxy Sunday at 8.30. What, uh, did you watch, Jimmy? Did you watch the Inter-Miami game last night? Yes, I did, and I enjoyed it. You did? Yes. All right. How about you, Dan? Did you watch? I kept an eye on it, but I was working. So I was, I as I was walking by, I'd see it on people's phones and kind of like hang out and watch a little bit here and there. That was uh, here in Miami? Yes. It was at Chase Stadium. Right. That's a sign of uh, the times, right? Drive Pink Stadium. Very cute local name because that's uh, Drive Pink is what? Uh, Carmen? Marooney? Is it, uh, Auto Nation. Auto, Auto Nation. Nation. Um, which I think used to be Marooney. Um, but yeah, the Inter Miami, obviously they're an international brand with, uh, with Leo Messi and, uh, and Suarez and, uh, Chase is probably a more appropriate title sponsor for where they play. Here's the bad news. The Canes men's basketball team were blown out by number eight Duke last night, 84-55. Wuga Poplar and Binsley Joseph led the team with 15 points. The team will host Georgia Tech Saturday at four. Yeah, they are having a rough go of it, and there's no way to sugarcoat it. I just saw a push notification on the Sun Sentinel. Jim Laranega criticizes Hurricanes as team keeps slipping back with NCAA tourney hopes all but gone. So, I think Solana mentioned it a couple of times. Like They'd have to win the ACC tournament to get that tournament bid and... Doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's from Adam Lichtenstein in the Sun Sentinel. Miami Hurricanes coach Jim Laranega walked into the postgame press conference Wednesday night following his team's fifth straight loss, the blowout, as you just mentioned. It seems like we're climbing a mountain uphill and keep slipping back. We talked to Joe Zagaki yesterday. He said that Miami's really only hope is to get into the ACC tournament and only have to play four games because it's been done where a team has won four games in the ACC tournament and won the tournament, but no one's ever had to win all five or been able to win all five games and not get that first round by. So that's almost an impossibility. But he's saying the hope now is that they can get into the ACC tournament and only have to play four to win it instead of five. Interesting. Well, I know uh, I haven't followed them too much this season, but, you know, final four to probably not even making the tournament. Uh, Matthew Cleveland, he's been a bit of a disappointment. He was going to be uh, a guy who really was going to put up some numbers. So, anyway, we'll uh, we'll monitor it. It was one of the reasons that we planned uh, our little getaway in February here because I wanted to be around for March Madness because it was so exciting last year. We'll root for the women's team. And for FAU. Baseball team. I will root for UM, of course. I just don't think we're going to see him in the tournament. Yeah. Kane's baseball team, they lost to UCF yesterday 4-3. to three. They're going to host a weekend series against Long Island University starting Friday at 7. All right. And last but not least, reports are that Teron Armstead will return to the Dolphins next season and not retire, while other reports are that the Dolphins will find a way to retain Christian Wilkins next season. Yeah, that's the other thing I see, uh, you know, this is where you start figuring out, okay, who's going to be staying, who's going to be going. I would love to see Teron Armstead return, but what I don't want to see happen is him be the week-to-week guy again. I think you have to have someone in place, and he's a security chip if you need it. You know at this point he's not going to give you 17 games. His body can't do it. 
But man, when he is out there, he's phenomenal. So I love the thought of him returning, but they still have to have that O-line short up. Yeah, we asked him in the locker room last year, I think after the Dallas game, like, what's hurting you? He goes, it's easier to tell you what's not hurting me. Yeah, yeah. On to weather from the DeMesman and Dover Law Firm, your accidentattorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7 888-66-954-M-O-R-E. Hawk, since you've been gone, it's been like this every single day. No clouds really in the sky, although now we're starting to get a little bit more cloud cover. And then in the low 70s with no real rain. I mean, you can't complain about this, right? Mm-mm. Mm. It was uh, got a little bit of uh, snow Mm. in New York. Just one day, just some flurries. Mm. wasn't really sticking. Mm. It was nice. It was Mm. nice walking around. You got that blistering cold, and it's like uh, your face is frozen after a few minutes of uh, being outside. Something, something refreshing about it Mm. for a few days, knowing Mm. that you get to come back to this. Yeah, you know. Just for a few days. That's a big part of it. Knowing that it's not your life. Knowing that you get to come back to this. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll share some New York stories today. Um, but, yeah, the, the big news is that Alejandro Solana is engaged. And he will be back tomorrow. Now, we all know what happened last time he went to Italy. He was supposed to come back, and he didn't. He missed, like, the next week and a half because he uh, thought he had the influenza, which he called it and didn't have it, and he had gone to the emergency room, I guarantee you he will not make that mistake again, even if he is on death's door. He is not going from the airplane to the emergency room based on the amount of heat that we gave him on the last one. Um, But yeah, we have a lot to get to today. Crowder will join us today. Clay Ferrero is going to join us in the next segment. Doug Plagans is going to join us in the 4 o'clock hour. Safid Dean is going to join us in the 3 o'clock hour. We will take a break here. We'll come back with more Hockman and Crowder. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Is French onion soup a soup? Hawk and Crowder. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Router has made it in. Hello. Back and better than ever. Man, I tell you, this Kansas City. Kansas City's terrible. Is that where you were, Kansas City? Yes, Kansas City's terrible. I have never been to Kansas City. No, don't go. Known for their barbecue, I guess. Delicious barbecue, smokehouse barbecue. Like I went and there was the burnt ends and the ribs were delicious. And then you leave the restaurant and then you're in Kansas City again. It's it's a very questionable town. There's nothing going on. It's nothing. 
Like, I wanted to get into something. I'm waiting to get into something in Kansas City. And I'm, what's going on tonight? They're like, uh, you, you want more barbecue? I'm not hungry anymore. I want to do something fun right now. There's nothing to do. We've uh, we've got a great contest going on, a chance for you to get an autograph, photo, meet and greet with Jaime Jaquez Jr. That's at Hollywood Collectibles, Sunday, March 3rd. Today's code word is HEAT. Text the word HEAT to 0357. Text the word HEAT to 20357 you might win you can get all the details at hollywoodcollectibles.com and a reminder it is a text contest message and data rates may apply our friend clay ferrero is on the toyota of hollywood hotline clay ferrero sports anchor reporter at local 10 here in miami big basketball guy what about kansas city you know he travels a lot clay you ever been to kansas city I haven't been to Kansas City, but man, when you when you say burnt ends, I'm in. That that is that is probably like I don't know top three favorite food of mine. Just it, well done burnt ends are just fantastic. And, and they were delicious. But then when I asked the the barbecue place where else is what else is going on, they're like, you should go get more barbecue. And I'm like, I'm full. I don't need <laughs> any more burnt ends down the street. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burnt ends to burnt ends to burnt ends. I can't eat all that. I I need to find something to do. Yeah, can Kansas City is 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 it's not a lot going on. So you got burnt ends and Patrick Mahomes, and that's about it. Oh, they love. <laughs> They sell they sell sweatshirts in the in the airport that says Taylor Swift's boyfriend and has oh, an eighty seven on the back. <laughs> so you were there, I'm guessing, for the pivot. You were in Kansas City for the pivot. Yeah, we interviewed uh, McCole Hartman that caught mm. the game winning touchdown. So yeah. his, I think he'll come out next Tuesday. So we were up there to interview him. Let me uh, right. let me shift to NBA because that's why I wanted to bring Clay on. Big NBA fan. So the second half of the season starts tonight. The the Heat. Second half starts tomorrow night. Give a letter grade, though, Clay, to the first half of the Heat season. What would your letter grade be? I, I mean, if you if you grade them relative to the rest of the league, I mean, you're talking probably a C plus or a B minus. But if you're grading them relative to the Heat, this is this is what they do. I mean, it's <laughs> this is a team that prepares themselves for the postseason, and the regular season is just kind of a a means to prepare for that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, B. B plus, I guess. I mean, I just I don't get caught up with them in in looking at regular season results the same way that I do with any other team because I just I trust them to know how to handle the regular season and and use it to prepare for for what really matters to this franchise. And Clay, do we have enough firepower? Because like I'm, I'm watching Struce in Cleveland, I'm watching some guys. You know, um, what's the guy's name in L.A. The guard. Talking uh, D'Angelo Russell. No, the guy that left the about heat. our guy, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, Gabe Vincent. There we go. Like I'm watching Gabe. I'm watching Struz. I'm watching the. I guess the the our firepower from last year. Do we have enough? Because I'm with you. I don't think the the regular season means much, and really to Jimmy, it doesn't mean much at all. But do we have enough firepower to really compete as you've seen them for the first half of the season? Well, I think I think so because I think if you go back to last season and and you know what they ended up doing in the postseason, it was without Tyler Hero. And so you're, you're basically hoping that Tyler Hero can replace a bit of the, the production of both Gabe Benson and, and uh, Max Struess once they get to that, that, that stage. And I don't think that's asking too much. And I certainly think that you know, what we've seen from Hero, I, 
I don't think he's gotten enough credit for how he has adjusted his game since they had that that film session that, where everybody was vulnerable. And, like, it, it's funny because nobody will actually say it, but you can only imagine what that film session was like. Like, people were probably really uh, – maybe confrontational isn't the right word, but – there were some things that needed to be done with this team in order to make the fit right. And this is something I've been saying about Hero for a while, was that he had to adjust some of what he does in order to fit with, with Jimmy and Bam, and, and I think that's happening. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. I think the fact that he's done a lot more catch-and-shoot stuff, he's, he's been more comfortable doing the things that you need to do around those guys really matters. And I also think Terry Rozier, man, like I understand the shooting hasn't been there uh, to, to what maybe – we were, we were hoping to see to this point, look at his assistant turnovers. Look at what he's doing for the rest of the offense. So when you say firepower, I have to include the fact that Hero didn't play last, last season in the playoffs and the fact that, that you've got Terry Rozier and somebody who can be instant offense and also feed his teammates. So, no, I, I think they've got exactly what they need to try to make another run. The question is, number one, do they put it together in time and, and are they hitting their stride come playoff time? And, and number two, how good are the rest of the teams around them? And, and really the two teams that I think have taken a step forward are, are Boston and New York. I think the uh, kind of the elephant in the room is this is not what they intended, right? When we talk about do they have enough firepower, they thought they were going to have Damian Lillard. Like they, there's no question if you, if you had Pat Riley on a uh, truth serum, he would have said to you, it was a done deal. That's the only place Dame wanted to go. And so I, I would ask you, Clay, because you talk about grading on a curve, you know, they thought that they were going to have Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler, and Bam Adebayo, and they didn't. And it was like really quick, all of a sudden, everything you thought that was going to happen didn't happen. And so now kind of when I start to look back, I asked you the question, and now when I look back on the first half of the season, it's probably an A-plus based on where it could have gone when they found out they weren't getting Dame, right? Because emotionally, that was a big letdown, and personnel-wise, that was a big letdown, and they really were able to overcome that. Jaime Hawkins Jr. has been terrific, and they have added Terry Rozier, like you said, but really, this was not the plan. I, I think that's a phenomenal point, by the way, on, on just the mental toughness that it took. And I remember distinctly, man, people saying, oh, well, this is going to be a Tyler Hero is not going to be able to get over this with uh, oh, being, being involved in trade talks once again. Not only has he gotten over it, he's had to swallow his pride a lot. And look, I, I, I understand the narrative there because I've, I've said this, that I felt like he'd be better coming off the bench. I think he's taken a lot of heat for, I don't think demanding to start is the best way to put it, but really making it clear that he wants to start. But in order to start, he did have to swallow his pride a bit lately and say, not only do I have to get past the fact that I was involved in trade talks, but I've got to change my game. And I've got to be a different player than, than what makes me shine the best, which is holding the ball a lot. The, the offense stops a bit. Man, he, is, he has done a great job of that. So I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It's the mental toughness and the mental hurdles that they had to overcome. And, and look, I, I think they're human. These are people, and, and I think sometimes you try to look at this strictly from X's and O's and wins and losses and all that. And, you know, one thing that I remember distinctly, too, was Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy doesn't say anything when it comes to this kind of stuff in media and trade rumors and, and all that kind of stuff. But I remember distinctly, once the trade to Milwaukee did, got, went down, 
Then you get on social media and immediately say, oh, I think I guess Milwaukee has to be investigated now. Like that was coming from Jimmy. That was mm-hmm. pointed. So, yes, absolutely. There was there was a lot of disappointment there. I think Jimmy in particular, I think Jimmy was hoping that you would have somebody there, not just for the playoffs, but also to take a bit of the pressure off during the regular season. And I think when you look at what Jimmy's been able to do uh, before the death and his family and, and really the last couple of weeks of the regular season leading up to that, he really elevated his game. And, you know, whether it was coinciding with that, that players-only film session or the, the, the group film session or just him kind of realizing that, man, i got to do this, he, he deserves a ton of credit. So, yeah, all of that. And, you know, I, I think it's just kind of disingenuous to look at them at, at sixth or seventh in the standings and say, oh, well, you know, that sixth or seventh best team in the East. No, I, I think there's a lot more there, and I also think that, that we got we got to judge this team a little bit differently than other teams because they deserve that, that level of saying, okay, we'll wait until the playoffs. And, Clay, we haven't talked to you since, um, who was it, Jason Tatum tried to rip off uh, Duncan Robinson's arm in that game. <laughs> but I was thinking about it. Like, the Heat culture, I think, was wrapped around UD. Like, we – it's crazy. I think we used to be feared, and now I'm looking at it where I think UD was the fear of the Heat. Like, do people still fear the Heat? Because, like, Jason Tatum, and it was criticism that once it happened, like, you know, Bam's still out there talking to the Celtics players and everything's friendly. Like, did we lose a little edge when UD took that jersey off? I think it's fair to say that immediately, like, in the moment, we they, they've lost a little bit of the edge. I'll say this, though. I, I think the thing with, with Bam is – Bam is such a nice guy. I mean, you, you, you're not going to find a nicer guy in the NBA than, than Bam, but he's also extremely competitive. And I think this is part of the learning process for him as far as being a captain and, and what that entails. I, I think he's probably hurt a lot since what happened there. And my gut says that if they see Boston again in the playoffs – it's going to be a completely different situation. He's going to remember because he's also somebody who's hyper aware of, of what's said around him. And, and I don't think to me, I think Bam is going to look at this and the friendship that he has with Jalen Brown and, and really everybody I mean, Bam's buddies with everybody. But I think, I think this is going to be a learning experience for him to kind of put all of that aside when it comes down to the playoffs and, and when it really matters, he's not going to let any of that stuff go. So I think in the moment, yes, just because UD had done it for so long, it was just so ingrained in him, like, no, you don't do that to, to one of my guys. Um, and yet I think, I think in Bam's mind, he probably did it up by just going over and kind of like smiling and getting in between the two of them. But I, I think in, in the aftermath of all of this, and especially once the competition ratchets up, I think you're going to see a different Bam if that situation arises again. Speaking of Bam, we've all been on vacation. Uh, I, I didn't watch any of the All-Star game, admittedly. I was out. I, maybe I caught a few minutes of it, but Bam was out there. I saw him. Uh, who did he do? He, he threw the ball off Jokic's uh, back and then hit a three. I think I may have seen that. Regardless, did you watch the All-Star game? Because there was a – I mean, I did see the final score, which was ridiculous. Did you watch the game on Saturday night? I, just night, bits and pieces. It, it, it certainly was an appointment viewing, and, and I think, unfortunately, that's what it was become. And what I thought was crazy was what they, they had Dr. J, Larry Bird, and it was one other, one other player from the past that they, they had I just basically go Iguodala. in. 
Yeah, it was Iguodala. That's right. That, that basically went into the locker rooms before the game to try to pump him up and tell him about the importance of competition and actually going out and, and doing this. And Adam Silver was like very clear, we want this to be competitive. And, and then they went out and did that. Here's the thing, guys. I mean, we all, not we all, I don't know about you guys, I thought that the in-season tournament was a ridiculous idea. But what I underestimated was, what I shouldn't have underestimated was the importance of a huge cash payout at the end. If you want these guys to treat this seriously, like any of us would be, would, would be motivated by it, pay them. Pay them a lot. Pay the winners a ton of money. I think the same thing for the slam dunk contest. Pay a bunch of money to the winner. I think the, the payout for the, the winner of the slam dunk contest was uh, $105,000. Add a zero. Add two zero. Whatever it takes. Because to me, like I grew up in an era where, uh, you know, I, I, I had the Michael and, and Dominique slam dunk contest that was great. But, you know, you had other guys after that. And it wasn't that you, it, you didn't have to be like, ridiculously creative you didn't have to do the 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 crazy stuff it was man Dominique threw down a windmill dunk and it wasn't just because we hadn't seen a lot before it was the power the athleticism and and what he brought so if you want the best players to to go through the slam dunk contest if you want the all-stars to play the all-star game like it's a game that matters Make it matter. Make it matter financially because, like, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest, any one of us would probably go a little bit overboard if, if our bosses incentivized us to, to do better at one specific thing and, and, and bring out the best in us. So I, I just think, you know, we're, we're, we want them to make it matter, and, and Adam Silver wants them to make it matter. Best way to make it matter is, is to incentivize them. And, and I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that to, to say that, that money would matter a lot to everybody. Clay, we're old men now. I'm, this is an old man conversation I'm about to, to have with you. Why? Because you brought up Dominique and Jordan and those guys back in the day. Even the, the damn NFL Pro Bowl, they don't even wear pads anymore. They play flag football because the guys don't want to play. Why is it Why is it changing so much? Is it just the, the humans? Like, why, why do guys not want to go out and compete? To your point. Why do I have to give you $100,000 to impress the world with your dunks? Yeah, soft. Well, it's a great, it, it, it's a great question. I, I, think, I think as far as the dunk contest goes, there's kind of been, you know, you even go back. It, it's not like, what did Jordan compete in? Two of them? Two? Maybe, maybe three? I think he only did two. Uh, Dominique, maybe three. Um, it's not like you had the elite players competing every year in it. And it was like, all right, I'll do it once or twice and I'm good. Um, but if you, I, I think if you want to have those sorts of players competing year after year, that hasn't changed a whole, as far as the all-star game goes, that's different. And, and I, I think that's kind of. Uh, You've lost Clay. Clay's, Clay's on one of those woke phone lines. All of a sudden, you start to uh, explain what's going on in the world. Uh-huh. You know, these woke companies <laughs> that knock you right off. Hey, man, I, I have AT&T. I didn't have service all yeah, last night or today. They had a huge, uh, huge outage today, AT&T. I, and I'm flying, so I got to get my, my tickets, my virtual tickets, and all. I couldn't do anything. I had to get a Your paper Your guy, Fred ticket. Taylor, took him to task on uh, social media. Did oh. you see that? Yeah, Fred missed his flight this morning leaving KC. Yeah, said that he got stuck somewhere, like in downtown KC, couldn't get an Uber, couldn't do anything. 
AT&T had it in for him. <laughs> you, you sound too woke, Clay. We had to cut you off. I'm trying to sympathize, man. It, 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 like, no, uh, uh, I, I don't even know where you lost me. I, I just think yeah. it's okay to admit that this is where we are now. And, and I, I think it's okay to say that, that uh, you know, kids grow up playing a, a different type of basketball relative to competition. And, you know, it's, I don't know how you guys grew up, but I grew up at, I went to York high and our, our biggest rival was tab. And we didn't like anything about tab. And, and even in elementary and middle school, all we heard was the York high versus tab rival. Now, I mean, kids grow up and they're playing AAU ball against the, the kids that they're going to be rivals with in middle school and high school. I just think it's, it's different. I think the all-star game is kind of treated that way as well. Yeah, it's different. Just a different landscape. You know, it was like Soft. back in the first of all, I, I don't want to sound like super old guy, but social media ruined a lot of this. There was there wasn't everyone didn't have an opinion on why this guy should do the dunk contest, shouldn't do the dunk contest when he did it. This is why he ruined it. Like it was just everything. Everyone has this media lane now and it's just changed things. So before it was like, yeah, if MJ wanted to do it, he wanted to do it. If he didn't want to do it, he didn't want to do it. But they they did have, it was a little bit different. MJ always wanted to best his rivals. And I'm not necessarily certain that that is, I mean, go back to the BAM question that you asked about the the Celtics game. You know, it's just, it's a different landscape right now. It's not, I'm not saying one's better or worse it's just as clay is saying it's just different it's worse if you don't want to choke the hell out of somebody it is worse uh, who am i lying oh, look, worse look i'm Thanks, not I, honestly i don't know i can't i can't say like candy does you want to go choke the hell out of somebody but i miss that i i miss the ang- i i grew up man and and again god i'm coming off as, as old guy but i i grew up in in lakers versus celtics and i i grew up seeing kevin McHale try to take Kurt Rambis's head off as he was going up for, for a fast. I mean, that's, that's what I grew up watching. And not, I mean, there's probably a middle ground there somewhere, but, 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 but to bring this full circle guys, this is, this is what the Miami heat cultivate and, and look to, they look for guys who have that sort of an edge and, and their feeling. And I think it's played off fairly well is that that emerges in playoff time. And, and you can't just like, wake up and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to be angry, don't like the guy across from me guy. Um, you know, and, and I think relative to Bam and, and what happened there, he's got that competitiveness in him. I, I just think that it's been a learning process for him to say, okay, I, this is where I need to draw the line. All right, there you go. Clay Ferrer, I'm looking at some of the uh, – because I don't know when people – if I start stay, saying stuff is too woke, I can't tell if people – are with me or they're in on the joke. I'm like, I don't get, I'm so I'm looking at the text line and it's like, that's right. Hawk, keep these woke companies out of, I'm like, yeah, not so certain you understood my intent there. Anyway, I don't know. What's going oh on. man. Nice job. Did you miss Hawk. us? Did you miss us while we were gone? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you know By we the way, we're, we're, uh, we're having Channing, we're having Channing come in studio on Sunday. Yeah. What happened? I'm, I'm I'm coming in studio. Sports final. Sports whatever. The, you are the Sunday show. Yes, with Clay and uh, Will. Yeah, well, you know all my peers. I'm not. I don't think I'm their peer though. <laughs> what? Are you, what? Peers. What? I mean, you're obviously promoting we, something because you're not doing this out of the goodness of your heart. The comedy show. He's promoting yeah, the you, hockey you, you comedy know, you, show. You know what I got to do. 
<laughs> Making the uh, so what it's funny. It's funny. He's, by... So so he's going to come on. He's going to talk about his comedy special. What I told our producer was, uh, just so you know, we can't play more than five seconds from his comedy special because we will get kicked <laughs> off the air by the FCC. Oh yeah, Clay. Yeah, I'll give you some clips, but you have to bleep out half the words. I'm <laughs> guessing. I'm guessing if I miss you with uh, Clay and Will on Local Ten, I'll be able to see you with Cuno on uh, Channel Four and Goldie on Channel Six. Well, maybe. Or, and where I, I don't even know where Goldie is. I don't Donovan know. He's Campbell, as well. Juan Strader. You know, I I, I, I made all the calls. <laughs> I'll be able to catch you with Russell Shamuka on. Uh... <laughs> That's a that's an old Miami person's have, joke. Russell I don't have this number. I'll be able to catch you with Jerry Azar on uh, WPLG <laughs> Local Ten. The Czar. All right, we'll, we'll see you, Clay. All right, fellas, take care. You watch Crowder with Clay Ferrero on uh, Sunday night, Channel Ten, Local Ten here in Miami. Safedin is going to join us in the three o'clock hour, and Doug Plagans is going to join us in the four o'clock hour. Do not go anywhere. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. Every girl crazy about a sharp-dressed man. Hawk and Crowder. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.